Nutrition Heretic basically has two audiences. Those who are already eating a real food diet, and those who are curious about improving their health through diet, but not quite ready to commit. Our guest heretic today is Robin Crowell, who is in the latter group. Well, she was. After years of suffering from fibromyalgia, with skin issues, and falling hair, she took the plunge into what she was so certain was going to be a boring, tasteless waste of time and a strain on her budget to boot. Well, she gave herself a week to see some improvement, which didn't exactly work out as planned, but she enjoyed the food so much that she stuck with it a little longer, and that's when the magic happened. Find out her secrets and what happened on this week's Nutrition Heretic Podcast. So I'm sure you've heard that as you age, it gets harder to lose weight. Well, that's total bull because my friends... Laura and Veronica Chow's, they can prove it. They're a mother-daughter duo, and they've lost 125 pounds between the two of them at ages 50 and 20. And they've kept it off for over two years without starvation, deprivation, or hunger. So now you can learn their system and a whole lot more with a free 10-day trial to their online membership. They'll give you the diet, the recipes, classes, and more. Sign up today at nutritionheretic.com forward slash utmost diet. Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. It's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the Nutrition Heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. Aloha and welcome to the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. This is Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. And today we are going to discuss what happens to uh, people who, who make the change, who make the leap of faith and start changing their diet. Because, you know, one of the things that's been frustrating, and I'm sure the other practitioners out there will agree with me, is that people wait to make nutritional changes, like real nutritional changes. Uh, when, um, you know, when they've got one foot in the grave, uh, I've had people, uh, with all kinds of, uh, disorders saying, no, 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 it's not that, you know, the chronic headaches, the heart palpitations, uh, the cancers. Oh, no, no, no. It's not my diet. It's, you know, hereditary. It's something else. So, uh, as, uh, you folks know, I have a group on Facebook and, uh, you know, several people in there sharing, uh, whatever content they find online, uh, what's going on with their health. And, uh, one person, uh, was kind of in the background, kind of watching, occasionally asking questions. And, uh, then finally one day took the leap. Uh, so she is our guest heretic for the week. She is an amazing success story, and she's only just getting started. Robin Crowley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? It's Crowell, but that's Crowell. Okay, okay. you know, I don't know why. Yeah, I was. I, I realized after I said it, like maybe I didn't pronounce it right because we usually are. Um, you know, talking virtually, uh, right, <laughs> meaning, meaning, right. you know, written. Um, so, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about where you were before you started changing your diet. I was diagnosed about a year and a half ago with fibromyalgia. Um, I've been having a lot of skin issues. Um, they, they call it HS. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's basically, uh, it's, it's not, Definitely, but they kind of think it might be also an autoimmune response where your body kind of um, makes these almost like skin boils and stuff, mm. and they and they recur and they don't they don't go away, and you can get more, and sometimes it gets so bad that you can get tunnels in your skin. Oh, jeez! Um, yeah, it's really really bad. So um, I started having problems with that around the same time, and. Um, I was really severely anemic. I had had to go in and get a blood transfusion oh, right gosh. around that time. So there was a whole bunch going on. 
Um, so I got the diagnosis and, um, I went on medication and it made me gain weight more than I already had. And it did help a little, but not too, too much. So I went off the medication and for the last probably year, I was kind of just suffering because yeah, I was in both, both conditions were really, really bad. It got to the point where I would drag myself through my work day and I'm a secretary, so it's not like it's a strenuous job. And then I would collapse on the couch at the end of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I was, I was there myself, uh, over 20 years ago when I was just, I, yeah, I would come home. I, I mean, I had eczema as my skin problem and I would come home from work and like basically just strip down, scratch the shit out of myself and then, yeah. and then, and then collapse and sleep for 10 to 12 hours and wake up and not even feel refreshed. It exactly. was, it was horrible. And, you know, I had a, a relative of, of fibromyalgia, which is, um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. It's basically, basically the same thing without the pain. Uh, so what was your diet like at that point? Garbage. I, re- I remember, really I remember somebody telling me that she really doesn't like meat. I was more, oh, I can't even, I mean, crap, potato chips, dairy. I love dairy, mm-hmm. cheese, all of that stuff. So I would eat that kind of stuff. Um, bread. It was, it was so much carbohydrates and so much crap, really. I mean, nothing, I can't even ramen noodles. I mean, just everything that you can imagine that has no nutritional value at all. That's what I ate. Right. Now, was that because you didn't know any better or because you had been through a weight loss surgery, correct? Yes. Okay. Now was, okay. So, so was this, you know, the way that you ate was was that even a- approved given your surgery, oh, no. the, the bypass? Or was that, or, or, you know, who, who told you that was okay to eat? You know what I'm saying? Nobody like nobody. That was okay. <laughs> what, this is what I think looking back now. Um, cause I did some research on severe anemia and they say that, um, if you get really severe, sometimes people have pica, which is, um, Absolutely. the urge to eat non-edible things. And I think that's what's, what was happening with the ramen noodles because I wouldn't cook them. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't put the, the, um, the, the flavoring on them. I would just put them in the microwave and eat them raw. <laughs> it was horrible. So there was nothing. There wasn't even any flavor to it. Right. And I got addicted to that for such a long time. And then once I got my iron under control, that addiction went away. But I think mm-hmm. that was what opened me up for craving all the carbs and stuff that I hadn't oh, totally. done before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I just got way off of any kind of eating plan that I should have been on because I was hungry all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that I hear a lot. You know, I'm hungry all the time. There's no way that I can change my diet because I'm just hungry all the time. How am I going to eat? You know, this food is more expensive than what I'm used to. How am I going to feed myself all the time with this? And can I tell you, I said to myself too, well, I stretched out my pouch, you know, because I had the gastric bypass. I'm like, oh, it's clear. I stretched it out. Let me tell you what, going back to eating this way. No, I did not. Right. Right. It's all a matter of what you eat. Yeah, totally. And, and I think, you know, I've said this before on the show, and I know I've said this in the group, that a lot of times the cravings that we have are because there is something in that ramen noodle, for example, that naked microwave ramen noodle (laughs) that, that mimics, let's say in your case, the iron that you were missing from, from your diet. You know, it's, it's not a replacement for iron, but given the limitations you put yourself under for what you would eat, it was, kind of, you know, maybe I'm just getting a little bit of some kind of something that mimics those, those brain chemicals that I need. Uh, and that's where, that's where a a lot of the, the pica, in my opinion, is showing up. Uh, and even when we look at the episode we did with, uh, uh, Julia Ross, who is the author of the mood cure and the diet cure, this is very much what she's saying, which is that, you know, the people who crave carbs, for example, there's, it's often, uh, you know, they've, they've got, um, the uh, brain chemicals that are that their chemistry is so imbalanced the closest uh, mimicker we have to some of these things are carbs and alcohol drugs you name it um, that makes a lot of sense right exactly so because you you yourself have experienced once you got the, get the food under control once you get the anemia under control those cravings start to disappear oh yes right so um what were your okay <laughs> Maybe I don't need to ask this. What were your cooking skills like? 
<laughs> no, I actually, I could cook. I okay. just didn't cook. All right. Um, so, I, I mean, I was able to. I just was not a fan of cooking very much. Right. 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 And you, you, was that because you were so fatigued? Was it just... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that. The fatigue ruled my life. Right. I yeah. used to say to people, I call in sick to my life most of the time because mm. I would... I, I had to work because I had to pay my bills. I didn't have to do anything else. Right. I was I've been taking American Sign Language classes for six years now, every Wednesday night. I had to I had to take the semester off because I couldn't do it. And all you do is sit there and I could not get myself to get there. That's how bad it was. Right, right. Now, did, was depression part of what you were experiencing? Would you say that you got into a depressive state? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it got worse because I knew I couldn't do anything. I was in pain all the time. It was very mentally, it definitely messed with my mind a lot because mm-hmm. I had to kind of say to myself, this is this is the rest of my life. This is it. You know what I mean? I got right. this diagnosis. Things are never going to get any better. I have to live with being a bump on the log now. And it was so mentally, I think, yes, I definitely went into a depression mm-hmm. trying to deal with all of that. Right, right. And it really does call into question so many of the mental disorders that we're dealing with, everything from, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, uh, to depression, you know, just straight up depression, uh, you know, the the impact that food can have on our lives. So, you know, what was the kind of nail in the coffin? What was that moment that you were like, okay, enough of it? I'm just, I need to get a handle on this. I was sitting there one day and I was in so much pain and I was so exhausted and I was useless. And I I was just like, I prayed and I said, God, you need to smack me in the face with what you want me to do to make myself feel better. And literally the next day you tagged me in the group about that gaps diet. Mm. And I went, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I had to still go to Disney. I knew I couldn't do it at Disney. So I said, as soon as I come back from Disney, my, you know, my vacation, then this is it. I have to do it. This is if there's not, if there's not a smack in the face more than that, you know? So that was, that was my turning point was actually praying because I was like, I don't know what else to do. Right. Right. And sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to step back, let some other some outside force kind of shine through on you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah you know, because because we've been talking for a while. Like you and I have known yeah. each other for what, two, three years? Um, and, and you, and you know, I, I was so nasty, not, not nasty, but like, I, I probably, I think I remember saying something a little snarky because the one time you were like, well, I can't eat meat. I can't do it. I just, you know, I don't like it. And, and yep. I think I said to you, well, if you don't like meat, then you probably love carbs. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is, <laughs> and this is what, <laughs> this is what happens, right? This is, again, yep. this is, this is that, uh, what I was saying about, you know, when you, when your body really needs something and you deprive yourself of it there's something else that that kind of mimics that feeling in the brain so or you know in some key core way uh that you allow yourself that so um right. but you but you weren't vegetarian you just weren't a fan of meat you just no, you know yeah, just, I just wasn't really I just didn't care for it, it you know it, if it looked like it wasn't cooked right if it tasted a little too dry any of that stuff I just couldn't do it right right okay so then um you know what were once you you made up your mind. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to finally, you know, take take this by the reins. I'm going to take control of my health. You know, the doctors gave me this sentence and I don't like it. I, you know, something something has to shift. What were some of the other blocks that came up for you? Um and I'm talking about not only well, you tell me what what some of the what some of the blocks are. I'm not going to even lead you on that one. <laughs> okay. Um well, finances was one mm-hmm. because um to eat all organic, to eat grass-fed, it's a lot more expensive around here. And right. it may be because it's Rhode Island and, you know, half of the year things aren't grown and, you know, the animals can't necessarily get out in the pasture in the winter. So I don't know if it, if that's part of why it was a little more expensive, but it was finances mm-hmm. um, because I would say the amount I would pay for food doubled. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm eating less. So I don't think it's as much as that, but it was definitely you know, more expensive. So that was a big thing. Uh, Knowledge, even though I've, you know, sat in the group and I've listened and I've asked questions and stuff, I didn't feel like I had enough knowledge to make such a big shift. Mm -hmm. So I was very nervous. And I, I also have 
my own eating issues from the past that I was afraid would kind of come into play. Cause that happens a lot. If I think I'm restricting myself, then I panic. And so there was a lot of that stuff too, that I was really worried that I wouldn't even be able to give myself a chance. Right. But right. I did it. Right. And then like, what about, um, flavors, tastes, uh, you've, you've made a couple of, of comments in the group about basically just not knowing that food could taste the way it does. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. The first week I did it, I was like, I can't believe how good this tastes. It's better than anything I've tasted. There was no, I didn't feel like I was being deprived because I thought the food was amazing. So that first week kind of shifted my mindset. Cause when I started this, I said, I'm giving myself a week. That's all I can do. I'm right. not going to be able to do this. I was negative. Cause that's how I am. And I said, <laughs> you're you're from week. the Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said one week and I'm going to see, and if I don't feel any better, I quit. Cause it's too hard. That right. was my mentality. And right. within the first week I was like this, everything I make is so delicious. I didn't want to go back. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like I was depriving myself at all. If anything, I thought I was kind of cheating. Right, right, exactly, right. Because, um, and it's it's really interesting that you say that because all the years I've been eating the way that I do, and and granted, I'm not as restricted as you are currently, uh, but even just the fact that I eat food that's not in packages, people think yeah. that people think I'm starving myself. They think that I'm depriving yeah. myself, and that I'm, you know, they like to wave stuff in my face or in my kids' face, like, oh, don't you want it? My kids are like, what the is that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I, I never, I don't eat things that are flaming blue or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, this is something that, that I think is, is a huge issue for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I, I have plenty of vegetarian friends and vegan friends and stuff, but let me tell you the, at least the, I think that, that 1960s, 70s stereotype of, of, you know, good food, uh, which was largely at the time there was no, paleo diet uh or or primal or just real food diet it was mostly you know vegetarian which eventually morphed into vegan but i think during that era it really gave natural foods a bad rap because yeah. i like even sometimes i'll walk into a health food store and i'm like damn it it's that it's that that nasty you know beans and and it's hay smell <laughs> that comes yeah. out of some of these and places it's soy 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 everywhere well That's exactly huge Exactly. Yeah. As much with as much information as we know about it now, I'm still horrified to see how much uh, people are still pushing it and how much the soy industry has um, still been promoting it as a health food. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like a universal thing that everybody should want to eat for some reason. Um, yeah. What about familiarity? You know, was it, were you afraid that you know, your creature comforts, your ramen noodles or chips, uh, that those things, you know, you knew those things were going to be off the table, right? Yes. So was there uh, something about this like unknown territory, you know, like, oh, there's going to be a huge learning curve on how to eat this stuff or how to, how it's going to taste. I'm not going to, you know, my, it's going to take a while for my taste buds to adjust. Were, were, was there anything like that going on in your head? I honestly thought I'm going to choke all this food down for a week. And if I feel a little bit better, then I'll try to move forward. I mean, literally, this was my mindset. I have such a strong mind when it comes to like, you know, I have to trick myself. So saying to myself, just one week, you can do a week, you're not going to die if it's one week. And, you know, you can choke down three meals a day for a week, because I thought that's what I would be doing. And at the end of the week, if there's any improvement, then you can kind of, you know, reevaluate, which it turned out that there wasn't much improvement at the end of the first week, but I didn't even care because the food was so good. I was like, I can go a couple more months. Right. Like it was, yeah. So it was definitely, um, you know, kind of trying, I had to kind of trick myself because yeah. I didn't know, I thought the food would be gross. I did. I saw all this meat I'm going to have to eat. It's going to be disgusting. I'm going to have to choke it down. Right. Right. And, but now you, but you're, you're immediately your, your brain, you know, some part of your brain kicked in. And it was like, Hey, this is what I was, I was waiting for all this time. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Why did and it take you so now, long? Some, sometimes I, like I, I made soup for lunch this week. I made butternut squash soup and I used the bone broth, but mm -hmm. then I, I like my mind goes to, I should have some kind of meat with this. I don't have any meat. It's just that even though there's bone right. broth in there, there's no actual meat where I right. would have never even thought of that before. So right. my mindset is even more aware of the fact that I need to get that in. Right. 
Right, right. And yeah, you know, there is a, there is a time, uh, when you start consuming the broths and the meats that, uh, you know, you're, it's, people talk a lot about like, oh, your body's got to be alkaline and getting more and more alkaline foods. But what they forget or simply don't know is that your stomach is an acidic environment. And part of helping it to, to release hydrochloric acid um are are you know the things that go into bo- bone broth uh salt and and literally the gelatin helps yeah. to create more acid in the stomach so you can digest more food so a lot of times when people have this aversion to meat um yes it's the carb addiction but it's also that they haven't acidified their stomach enough to be able to process food just any food really uh yeah, more efficiently um so you know that's definitely important so uh you checked in with us about a month in and you told us what life was like now um how is the the pain um your weight yeah because you you gained back weight after after the bypass Um, yes i gained quite a bit i gained um i don't know not the whole i didn't get i gained all but maybe 30 back wow and uh about how much I don't want to get too much in your face. <laughs> I think I think like se- I think it was seventy. I don't remember the exact amount I lost. So maybe okay. like I gained back seventy. Okay, seventy or eighty. So it was quite a bit. Right. Okay. And that and that was ten years ago. You had that done, and then yeah, just it just kind of crept in as as things fell off balance. Yes. Stress okay. comes, and I went back to my old coping mechanisms. I guess. Right. Right. And then, like you said, you thought you had stretched out your stomach. Um, oh yeah. I was hungry every couple hours. I couldn't keep myself full. And I said, I, you know, I destroyed this surgery. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to do this and survive. Right. You know, as I was planning for this diet, I kept being like snacks, snacks. I don't know if you remember me asking in the group, you know, what kind of snacks can you have? Cause I was so petrified right. that I was going to be starving that I needed to have healthy options or because I would, uh, I would be afraid that I would, you know, slip off. Right. And, very surprisingly, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. First of all, I can't eat. My boyfriend said I eat probably 40% less than I was. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's and, tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what I eat is very small and it's, it can it will keep me satisfied for hours. I can go today. I only had, you know, I had breakfast and I didn't have anything for a snack and I was worried that it was going to, you know, the same old thing. Right. And then next thing you know, it's 12 o'clock and I'm busy doing something. I didn't end up even getting my lunch until one thirty. Right. So I would have never been able to do that before, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and getting enough fats is, is definitely one of those things that helps to keep your blood, your blood sugar stable and to yeah. keep you going for longer, you know, as with all this, all this bad press that fats get. And then, you know, the few people who say that you can eat fat only want you to get it from avocados or whatever. Um, right. You know, there's, there's really something to be said for just getting fats the way they were created uh, <laughs> in, in a variety of forms. So, yeah. so um, let's, you know, give us an update. What's, you know, your weight, your skin, uh, your pain. Yeah, my pain, um, every, maybe once a week, if that, I'll mm. be in pain. And the pain that I'm in is probably the pain that I used to have every single day. Right. So my bad day now is probably what my good day was before. Most days, I have minimal to no pain. I wouldn't wow. say none, but I would say very minimal. Mm-hmm. If I was on a, one, a scale of one to 10 before, I was probably at a nine or 10 most of the time. Wow. Now I'm at you know, a one or a two. Right. So and it's a huge difference. How, how do you know it's a one? And, like, what does what does 10 look like? And what does one and two look like? 10 looks like I would be at work sitting at my desk and I would have to hold my head up with my arm because I was in so much pain that I could could not even hold my own head up. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. And so then I would come home and I would lay on the couch and I would... Yeah, it, this sounds gross, but I would have to pee and I would hold it as long as possible because I didn't want to get up and have to go to the bathroom. Right. Because it was so much pain just to get up. Right. So, I mean, that was probably my 10 when now I noticed, you know, I come home and if I sit on the couch, if we're watching TV, I'm sitting up. I mean, it's the stupidest right. thing, but I used to lay down. Now I don't even think to lay down. I'm sitting up doing whatever. That's a huge difference for me. Tremendous. You know? Oh my gosh. Getting up to go to the bathroom when I have to go, I do that. Sometimes I get up to do other things that I just wouldn't have done. And my boyfriend even said, he goes, you have a lot more energy, don't you? He's like, you would have never gotten up and done this before. So all of that 
right. between, you know, less pain, but also more feel, not all that, like, de- like it was such heavy fatigue. I don't even, it was like walking through water all the time. Right. Right. And yeah. It, it's not, it's really not, it's really not there anymore. Like I said, if I have a bad day, it's probably what my good day was before. Wow. That's, that's yeah. incredible. And even more shocking is that you haven't even been doing this that long. No, I think maybe six weeks. Yeah. I was going to say it, it just, it was just, uh, yeah, about a little over a month. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, anybody who's out there thinking that they can't do it, that it's not going to make a difference, listen to Robin. It, you know, it does oh, make, yes. it makes a huge difference. And you're, you know, we, we want to, what really disturbs me is how much in our society we do rely on our doctors. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't consult our doctors and that our doctors are idiots, although some of them are. Uh, <laughs> but, um, really the power is in your hands. And if you want to heal, you cannot, you, you know, you can go after, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of energy modalities and things like that. But even the experts in, in energy work, people like Donna Eden or Gary Craig, they will tell you that your diet is important. You know, you cannot, uh, you cannot repair without giving your body the tools to repair. You know, you wouldn't pour lemonade in your car and expect it to work. You know, <laughs> you yeah, have to, I mean, you, know. you not, being on this side of it now, that so makes sense to me where I think before I, it was just kind of words, right? but I mean, being on this side and seeing everything that I put in my, my mouth has some nutritional value in some way, shape or form. Right. And what a different, I mean, I'm, I'm living proof. It's amazing. I don't know. I just, I'm shocked. I thought I would feel better. I just didn't think it would be this good. And it kind of snuck up on me. Right. Because the first couple of weeks, you know, I was still feeling a little crappy. And, and then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, I haven't really been sore in a couple of days. Like it just kind of all of a sudden was like, it's, it's going away. Yeah. You just, you just find yourself doing things that you, before you had to actually deliberate about whether or not you would do that. Right. right? Like, exactly. like, am I going to spend this energy doing this or going to the bathroom? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. And it really was about that. And it's so sad, but it really was. It was like, I'm going to hold this as long as I possibly can. So I don't have to get up and, and, and stumble my way to the bathroom. You right. know, that's not even a thought anymore. Right, right, totally. Um, so, and what about I, what about your skin? You were saying that you had skin issues. What's going on there? It, I it was pretty bad. It almost looked like acne on mm-hmm. my chest and my trunk, but it wasn't. I was I went to the dermatologist, and they said it's probably an autoimmune response to something else because everything seemed to be autoimmune with me. And it was these breakouts, and they they were painful. And uh, I had been on. Um, I want to say, I think it was, I don't even remember some kind of pill. They put me on some type of cream. They put me on like an antifungal pill, like all these different things and nothing worked. Right. And I didn't know what the heck was going on. That's almost gone completely. And it was my entire trunk was covered. It looked Mm. like I had leprosy. Oh man. That's almost entirely gone. And the other stuff the, the boil stuff is it was a lot of damage and mm. I can see that it's getting better, but I have a long way to go. Right. But it's going in the right direction. Right. And you, you've even said um, that there are people at work were, were commenting that your skin is starting to look better. Yeah. I, I, I was told my skin looks good, which I noticed. I took a picture with myself and my dog one day and I said to my boyfriend, look at my skin. I don't look as wrinkly. I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but it looks like my wrinkles kind of are not as, you know, they're not, not as, as prominent, obvious. Yeah. Right. And it's my skin is mostly clear. It just has that more. I don't even know how to explain it. It's not so dry and sallow anymore. Mm. You know, it just looks I mean, I'm still pretty pale because of I'm assuming the anemia, but I just look healthier. People have remarked on it. And they've said to me, even my eyes, they said, you had this look in your eyes where it was just like, constant pain or just, you know, they're like, that's gone. Mm. it's just not there anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not in constant pain, you know? Right. And it's dragging yourself through your life is difficult. So not having to do that is huge. Right. And then, and then what about your weight? Well, I had started trying to eat better and like upping my steps when I started my new job, which was in February. And from February until November, I lost 22 pounds. And then from November, the beginning of November until now. So the last six weeks, I've lost 22. 
Whoa. Oh, actually 20, no, 22. Yeah. Wow. 22.5 to be exact. Yeah. So in, in, in six weeks, I lost what it took me, what, seven months to lose? Right. Right. And, you know, we had, we had a guest last year or the very beginning of this year. Um, same thing. She took two years to lose, I forget the, the number, but I think it was like 20 pounds. And then she, uh, she bought Frenching Your Food and started following that and effortlessly lost like another 20. <laughs> and, yeah. and in, in about the same amount of time, about six weeks. Um, yeah. so yeah, it was just, she's like, I didn't, I wasn't even trying at that point. I was just following these basic principles of eating real food and, you know, making sure I get enough protein and making sure I get enough fats and lo and behold, the, the weight just peeled off. And I, yeah. And that was not my goal. My goal was to feel better. I said, exactly. if I lose weight, if I lose weight, that'll be like a little icing on the cake, but I, that's not my goal. My goal is I need to be able to function in my own life. Right. And Six weeks later, I, uh, you know, I lost as much as it took me seven months to do. That's a great icing on the cake. And you know, and that's, that's the thing is that I've been trying to educate people this on this and they all, you know, theoretically they believe me, but, but they can't, they can't let go, particularly women can't let go of this weight loss ideal. So, know. you know, we get very attached. It's really sad because even, uh, some of my, um, some of my trainers over the years, some, you know, people like, uh, Datis Karezian, who, uh, kind of popular, not popularized, but he's, he's one of the, the more outspoken people about autoimmune disease, in particular Hashimoto's and, you know, how to eat for that. And he was even saying, like, look, if you want to, motivate people to basically pay you tell women that they're going to lose weight and tell men that they're going to gain muscle <laughs> and, uh, but some you know it's and it's really a sad place to be in where we value the vanity more so yeah. than the feeling than, good, the, health. than the, yeah. the actual health because you know what i could I, I always tell people i could i could starve you into losing weight if, which is what 99% of all other eating programs do. They starve you and they're like, look, you lost weight. And then as soon as you start to eat again, like that it show, that, exactly the show, the biggest loser, you know, all those people have not only gained back weight, but most of them have gained back even more than what they started out. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, this is, this is a uh, huge, what about exercise? Are you doing anything now that is encouraging that? Because I think that's another thing that can be a little bit misleading is that, oh, well, if you want to, you know, lose weight, you got to do a ton of exercise and you got to exercise more. And, you know, we see this fail every day, but um, I don't know, are you doing any exercise? So before, before November, when I was, you know, before I started the eating, the change in eating, I was doing, I think 11,000 steps a day. That was my goal. Okay. You know, I would get up every hour at work and take a lap around the building or whatever. And, you know, I was getting 11,000 steps a day. When I switched to this, I was so overwhelmed with the diet and the eating that I put that to the side. And mm -hmm. I said, eventually, I'll get back there. But right now, I really need to focus on the eating. I don't need to worry about the exercise. So no, I'm really not. Wow. I, my intention is to eventually work myself back up to being, you know, because they say 10,000 steps a day is healthy, just to be a little more active. Right, in my totally. And, there's, and, you know, there's no problem with that. Uh, yeah, that's, people don't think that I'm anti-exercise. I'm not anti-exercise. I'm anti-killing yourself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. like, and I, yeah. And I, don't, I mean, I didn't, I have not, I've my, maybe if I'm lucky, I get 5,000 a day now because I've been so busy at work and everything. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't care about it. I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself. And I still lost you know, as much in a month as I did the whole year when I was doing the steps. Right. So right. It's not to me, it's clear that the nutrition is so much more important. Right. Exactly. And you're feeding your muscles now, you know, before you were depriving them of, of just being able to support themselves and to support yeah. your structure. Uh, so this is, uh, really a great take home for, or take, take away for a lot of people. Uh, exercise, yes, it's important. You know, if, if anything, if you can't work in the exercise, just practice some deep breathing. You know, this is one of the beauties of yoga is that it is not strenuous. Generally speaking, it should not be strenuous. Uh, but it's, it focuses very much on making sure that you're getting adequate oxygen, which in my opinion is, at least 70% of the benefit of exercise is that forcing yourself to, to take in these deeper breaths. So, yeah, you because know. we don't, we, I think we take shallow breaths Absolutely. and don't realize it. It's 
as a rule. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a, a great book. I'm going to try and get her on the show, even though the book is out of print now, uh, called Jumpstart Your Metabolism, written by a woman named Pam Grout. And uh, what she talks about is she well, she you know does a lot of she cites a lot of studies. Uh, and she says that if you line up people from skinny to fat and you watch how they breathe, the skinniest people take these huge, deep belly breaths and the heaviest people are kind yeah. of panting and, you know, just like this very shallow kind of breath. So, um, and, and I've watched this and I, I even, I even have a friend who is totally you know, really, really skinny, almost scrawny. And she's got an obese sister. Her sister is a complete mouth breather. You can tell she can't breathe through her nostrils. Uh, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's these very shallow breaths. And the sister who's thin is, uh, she has almost a man's voice for lack of a better description because her, her breath is coming from so deep within her yeah. body. And, That's uh, interesting. yeah, it's, it's really fascinating to watch people once you have that little bit of knowledge and then you can like, you can, you can, you know, draw the lines and you see it with children, you see it with adults. I mean, it just, it, it's one of those things that rarely, I, I don't think I've seen an exception to the rule. I and mean, there's gotta be, you know, there, I think there's an exception to just about every rule. Uh, but, um, yeah, it is, it is fascinating to watch. Yeah. So, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about your shopping experiences. What did shopping look like before? How do you shop now? Shopping before was make a list, send the boyfriend into the grocery store. That was shopping before. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I found a a local farmer's market that they do a winter market inside. Nice. So thankfully, um, so the first week I went to the farmer's market and was completely overwhelmed and didn't know what I was doing, what I was looking for, how to tell, what to do. And then I realized that as you talk to the vendors, they're very knowledgeable yes, and um, they're very willing to offer you. Um, the guy that I get my meat from was giving me a recipe for bone broth and he was like, you should really use the knuckles because it has the yep. collagen in it and stuff. And I was just like, wow, you know. Stuff I had no clue. Well, not that I didn't have any clue about, but, you know, right? I didn't know about knuckles and things like that. And he's like, yep, you do this, you add this, you make sure you put this and that. And I'm just like, wow. So they, they're more than happy to share the information. So once I realized that, I think I relaxed a little bit. And, and these are the cheapest cuts. The these are the yeah. cheapest cuts. That's the thing is like people think like, oh, I'm going to have to eat a steak every night. No, you don't have to eat a steak every night, you know, but no. but getting those 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 cheap, sinewy, collagen-y, you know, uh, fatty pieces. That, I mean, that's what the rest that's what the healthy world eats. Yeah. You know, you look in third world countries, that's what the people, you know, the, the people who are doing all the labor, they can do all the labor because they're getting the cheap cuts and, yeah. and, and the most plentiful cuts. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, even with me, like beef, it was one that I really struggled with. And I made this butternut squash beef stew. It was mm. so good. And I'm craving it. Like, that's crazy because I hate, well, I hated beef, but I'm, cra- I'm craving it because it was so good and it was so delicious. Yeah. and it just, you know, it's so opposite of anything that I thought that I would be thinking, feeling. I look forward to the farmer's market now. I look forward to see, you know, I like to make my little list and see, hmm, you know, I go on and kind of try to find recipes ahead of time. Say, right. This I want to try this this week. And so I get all the ingredients and I put it on my list and then I go through the farmer's market and try to see, you know, what different ingredients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of like a fun adventure now too. Yeah, and you know, even uh, you know, through throughout the years, you know, guys I dated, whatever, and we'd go to different markets, and they're like, "Wow, I didn't know food could be like this." Even before I was actually you know doing all of this, like I, I would still shop at, like you say, the Chinese market, and they'd be like, "Wow, it's like a, it's like." going to the zoo you know because there was like yeah. all, all of this new stuff that they had never seen you know yeah. and um it was and it's got its own excitement and i think that a lot of that excitement about the variety of food that's available and the alternatives you know if you can't digest one thing well like what are you going to replace it with do you need to replace it is you know what about that that one day you just want you know that that thing that your grandmother used to make but you can't eat a lot of those ingredients right now 
it, there's a lot that opens up through understanding not only farmers markets, but ethnic markets and yeah. some of the, some of the varieties that are available there. And just thinking, I think thinking nutrition wise, like I, you know, I, I'm not, I was never a huge sweet eater, but occasionally I would. And, um, probably two or three weeks in, mm-hmm. I had a craving for something sweet. So I had gotten Granny Smith apples and I fried them up in some butter. And then I put like a, a little, like about a tablespoon of raw honey and then some cinnamon. And it's like eating an apple pie, but so much better. And fast. And, it's like yeah. it's, you can do that in, in, in under 10 minutes, right? Peel yeah. an apple and saute it up and everything. I don't even peel it because I thought right. I was under the impression the skin was good for you. So I can't, I don't even peel the apple. I literally fry it up just like that. Right. And the Granny Smith apples, the skin's not that bad. Right. But I mean that, you know, and it, I thought, well, I hope I'm not going to stop wanting this every night. I don't. Right. Every Occasionally I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll make some more of those, but it's not. I thought maybe I would get that, you know, how you start to, oh, that's a kind of like a cheat or whatever. Right, exactly. It's, yeah, not at all. Not at all. It was nice. It satisfied what my craving. And I knew that I was giving myself healthy, nutritious food. Right, exactly. And and there's also, I think that you start to, to understand where to focus your energy on, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you start doing it, because you know that your energy is into your basic three meals. Yeah. And then... You know, like, okay, if I have time, if I have the ingredients on hand, yeah, I might saute up an apple or, you know, sweet potatoes like this time of year. Um, my daughters and I, sometimes we like to, uh, well, back in New Jersey, uh, we would get those really, you know, like the, those, those sweet potatoes that were not quite ready to, to mm-hmm. be picked. You know, they were just basically like little fingers. And we clean those up sometimes. And while we're eating dinner, I would stick them in the oven, you know, coat them in coconut oil and put them in the toaster oven and let them roast for 10, 15 minutes, whatever it took for them to get soft. And then after our meal, you know, they're like, Oh, mommy, can we have something to eat? And then, you know, we'd pull out some sweet, the, the sweet potatoes and they'd eat those. And it's, you know, yeah. everybody's happy. It's not, it's, it, you know, your, your sweet cravings change so dramatically and it's okay to have sweet cravings you know this this is another thing that people don't understand no we don't want to drown ourselves in sugar uh we don't want to replace that sugar with definitely not with artificial sweeteners we don't want to you know necessarily replace it with honey and and maple syrup you know all the time at least uh but you know it's okay to to want a little piece of apple to want some sweet potato or pumpkin or something else that is really just a food and you know it's going to digest like food and your body's going to be able to get rid of what it doesn't need and use what it can yeah um and it does satisfy you it really does yeah yeah it's 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 amazing when when you allow the brain chemistry to actually take over and and dictate uh you know one of the things like you know we talked you talked about beef and not liking that i tell people you know you don't necessarily have to eat beef what but what i like to see people do is when they start out on this try a little bit of everything because what you say you don't like now could be your favorite food. I, I have, yeah. <laughs> have before told people, you know, one of the things I recommend is cod liver oil. And uh, one of the things, one, one person came to me and she's like, I cannot choke this stuff down, whatever. So we did some some EFT, you know, energy medicine around it and what her issues were and what her preconceptions. And then she calls me about a week or two later and says, you know, I started craving cod liver oil, like as a snack. <laughs> She's like, I woke up one night and I couldn't get back to sleep. And all I could think of is there's some cod liver oil in the fridge. So, you know, once you're, <laughs> once you get all of your baggage out of the way, your brain, yeah. your brain knows what it needs. Just, you know, let go of, of the, the preconceived notions about this stuff. Um, you know, sorry, but, uh, one thing that I remember telling you as well was, um, you know, just start by, I think I, I told you at one point, just start by switching your salt. This was about a year ago when you first started and I did to. It. I and, did it a year ago. And, and, we and I've t- had the Celtic sea salt since then. Right. So that was a small change. Right. Exactly. But one of the things I remember saying is that, you know, it was because I remember it was close to the holidays. And I said to you, well, you know, Christmas is coming up. Ask your friends or anybody who's going to buy you gifts to just give you gift certificates to Ross and, and, uh, TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all these other stores where you can get sea salt 
for cheap, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you can get, you can get it cheaper there than you can at the health food store. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can just, you know, make it, make it your gift to yourself. You know, yeah. we will set, you mentioned just before we got on air that, that you had to reprioritize what's important in your life. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, where, what do you, what did you find that you really didn't need that you thought you needed before versus now where you're saying, okay, I'd rather put that into my food. My boyfriend is not eating this way. He's eating whatever he eats. So my church has sort of like a, it's not really a food bank, but where they have, you know, some food for cheaper. So we've been shopping for him there, which then kind of frees up a little bit more money for me to get the organic. Okay. Um, but also um, somehow we got into the, the habit of getting Dunkin' Donuts coffee every day again. Um <laughs> So I had, I had, before we went to Disney, I had cut myself off caffeine, but I was still drinking decaf and with the Splenda and all the crap in it. Um, and that was twice a day, you know, that adds up quick. Yeah. So getting rid of that, I mean, that in itself right there was a big, cause there's two of us. So, you know, it's little things that I, you don't even realize that you're spending your money on, but mm-hmm. You can, I haven't yet, but you know, if I wanted to make coffee or tea or something at home, you know, I can do that so much cheaper and this all goes to my food now and where all of that was making me feel crappy before and dependent on the caffeine and all of that stuff, that's all gone now. Right, right. And there's not even a craving for it anymore. Right. And you know, this, that's a, that's another really, really important um, lesson for us, which is that. People often look at this and they go, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, the meat is, you know, 50 percent more or 100 percent more, whatever. You know, it's, it costs more than the conventional mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the vegetables cost more than conventional. You know, it really depends. Sometimes I one of the things I sometimes tell people, go at the end of the farmer's market. Go when the when the when the people at the market don't want to carry this stuff home. <laughs> okay, oh, that's a good idea. you go you go at the end and they'll you know they'll give you ten turnips for a dollar or whatever you know like there's yeah. there's always there's always ways you know again we're buying the cheapest cuts of meat you you know you asking your friends to give you gift certificates to the places that you know carry the stuff that you want uh you, you know your family if they care about you you know they'll do the same um. Yeah, you know, it's, there's just so many little things that you can do. And, and once you get to know your farmers, that's the other thing. Once you get to know yes. them and you, and they know that you're bringing them more customers, they'll give you a bonus. You know, they'll, they'll yeah. throw in a head of broccoli or whatever it is. You know, they're like, Oh, you've been a good customer. You know, like the other day I, I, I got to the farmer's market after my farmer was pretty much sold out and she decided she was going to pack up and I ran into her in the parking lot and she's like here just take this and she she like loads me up with fennel and lettuce and uh, what was the other thing I think it was radishes or something and um and I said how much do you want for it? and she's like ah oh, don't worry about it you buy from me all the time and you bring us customers all the time you know so yeah so you get a relationship and it's reciprocal yes and you you know you and and what I love about this too is that it helps build community Yes, absolutely. And it's also, you know, supporting in our, at least in our state, it's supporting the small businesses. Oh, totally. Absolutely. You're putting, that doesn't happen enough. Yeah, it does not. And, 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 you know, people love to talk about, you know, equal wages and all of this kind of stuff, but it starts with where, you know, where you live, start in your own backyard. So start, you know, taking care, you know, take care of, of them and they'll take care of you. Uh, it's, it's really, um, you don't build that shopping at the supermarket. Let me just put it that way. Like you might, I mean, you might know the person who checks you out, but it's not on this deeper level where you have this common goal and you, you know, come mutual respect for one another and, and what the other is trying to achieve and what they're bringing to you. Right. Yes, absolutely. So what do you see? for your future because you're you're not even going like whole hog into like a really deep uh like uh like you're getting coaching but not necessarily like like a really deep you know like all the the tests and and all of that stuff where do you see yourself going you know do you do you think you could ever slip back into your bad habits and you know like not right (laughs) i you know i would have never thought i would have gotten back into them the first time around so 
You know, I hope right. not. I think I have much more knowledge this time around Yes, about nutrition and not necessarily just don't eat fattening things and, you know, the, the normal stuff that we normally go by. Um, you know, I, I, I relied a lot on um, dairy as my protein uh-huh. prior to, you know, when I had first had the surgery and um, I, a lot of beans and like legumes and stuff that I don't really eat now. Um, and that was how I would get. So I think that even though I was eating probably less calories and a little bit healthier, it still wasn't necessarily as good as I thought now looking back. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that I could ever, I don't think I could ever fall back because I know too much now. That's the first thing. And hearing you speak in the group and everything, you know, I take it in, but it's different when I'm actually practicing it. Right. Cause now it's like, I really know because I've, you know, I've had my own personal experience. So I think that would be one reason why I don't think I would fully go back. And the other thing is I don't want the pain and the skin issues to come back. Right. So I, I wouldn't doubt. I, I had had one day where I was feeling good and then I, the next day I didn't feel well. And then I remembered we went to the farm's market. I didn't bring any water with me. I was so thirsty. I went to the, um, the machine and they were out of water. So I got lipped in iced tea. And I took maybe a third of it and then said, I'm not going to have any more. I just had to have it because I was so thirsty. And the next day I felt like crap. And I said, yeah, no, you know what I mean? It's not worth it to me. Right. Not at all. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, and now I think again, you know, like you have to eat a little bit of everything, right. Is what I was talking about before. So now that your brain knows that, you know, whether it's the, you know, beef or, or stock or whatever, makes it feel good it's you might there might be days where you you know you want that Lipton iced tea or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah um where you have that that little thing where it's like ah, I don't know why I just really want this but but your brain will always go back to the stuff that has nourished it now you're now you're your body understands. And now yeah. you've given yourself that permission to eat these things that maybe were either off limits to you because you were told don't eat fat or what have you. And now your brain is like, oh, no, I need, you know, I know why I don't feel good. I'm craving pork rinds. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny to, it's so funny to make the mental shift to say, you know, I'm cooking this with lard. It's like, yeah. no, that's okay. When I try to tell people what I'm eating, I go, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I use lard or, you know, butter or, um, I make like, if I get tallow from my own bone broth or whatever, that's right. the stuff that I cook with. And people are like lard. And I go, I know, I know, I know it sounds like whatever, but you think back to when we were kids and mom had the Crisco on the counter and that's what they cooked with. Right. You know? Right. And, and Crisco ain't no lard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hydrogenated and all that other nasty stuff. And, and it is that stuff that gave lard the bad name. Uh, right. you know, it was, it was the marketing behind it, but then the health yeah. was the, the ending, you know, health, uh, outcomes, uh, still people lumped it in with lard, you know, lumped lard in with it, I should say, uh, and said, oh, see, all that stuff is bad for you. That's why lard is bad. And it's like, but it's not even yeah. lard, you know, it's supposed yeah. to function like lard, but it's not, uh, you know, chemically it's, it's not lard. Uh, I'm going to let you go, but, uh, before I do, what would be, you know, your top words of advice to anyone who's sitting on the fence, anyone who is sitting at home right now in pain, uh, just can't make the shift, uh, doesn't know where to begin? What would you recommend for them? This is what I've said to other people who have asked for me. I said, any to if you don't feel like you can jump in full force, because it is a lot, you know, yeah. it can be overwhelming. Get rid of the process stuff. Start mm-hmm. there. Right. You know, it, no packaging, no, you know, that's kind of, if you can do that and you can't do organic yet and you can't do grass fed, if you can start with that, I think you'll get a little bit more control and I think you'll be able to go further. That would be, that would be. And the second thing would be, you know, I had thought that I was going to feel better in two days and it took me a week or two and. Oh oh my God, you've been suffering for years and it, (laughs) and you, and you thought it was going to be done in two days, right? Yeah. Cause that's me. I like instant no, but, but this is America, right? <laughs> yes. But I mean, now that I'm on that other side, I can't even, I never thought I would be, feel like this again. Never. It's, I almost mm-hmm. feel normal again. Right. So just, just that alone 
for people who chronically have, you know, autoimmune or chronic pain and stuff, that alone is worth it. It's just do it and give it a chance. And you know what I mean? You'll be amazed because I'm amazed. Right. And, you know, I, I think I even said something along those lines to you early on because you were talking about the expense. And I said, you know, what? don't even worry about that yet. Don't don't worry about organic. Don't get hung up on the organic label. Right. Just make just make sure that what you eat in some way can be identified in nature. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like you don't see bags of potato chips growing. <laughs> okay. Right, <laughs> you right. know, so, um, but you know, yeah, just, just, just try to get with the basics of what real is. Yeah. Uh, and then we, then you can start, you know, moving. as you go. Exactly. Yeah. Then you make those shifts. And again, like we said, you know, just start with the salt. Just replace all of that that highly processed salt with just real something that was either mined or came you know from seawater. Yeah, uh, you know, just just make those little shifts, uh, but keep yourself on top of it. You know, don't just stall out. Oh, I changed my salt, nothing happened. Well, you know, f- this. Um, no, right. you, you know, you gotta you gotta make a, a little bit more of an effort. You know, just keep on top of yourself. Whether it's once a week, once a month, uh, just make consistent changes. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 another thing, and don't be surprised if this happens. You know, I, I, over the years of doing this, I have seen people go from broke to thriving economically. And part of what I think is happening is that people have such clarity once they start eating better, their brains function better, they have more energy, uh, more creativity, if that's what their job demands, uh, they start to impress the boss. Yeah. Uh, fewer sick days, uh, better productivity, better churning out the work that they need to do. And the boss gets impressed. So I see a lot of people, uh, getting raises uh, that, you know, where they had stalled out before getting promotions. It, it, it's, it's amazing how deep this can affect your life is, yeah. is, is the basics of, of what I'm trying to say here. I can um, see the difference in my job performance. Right. Absolutely. You know, fewer mistakes, all that kind of yes. stuff. Uh, yes. so, Absolutely. so, um, you know, this is, uh, something that, that perhaps you can look forward to. And then, you know, it might be one of those things where you just decide that you want to go into business for yourself, but now you have the energy, you have the clarity, um, yes. to be your yep. own boss. And because it takes a lot to be your own boss. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, as I know, uh, but yeah, you know, you'll, you'll find that there's going to be dividends, uh, everywhere in your life. Uh, now, yeah. when you go on vacation, you can have a totally different vacation experience. Uh, and that's something that, you know, maybe we can get into another time. But, you know, I know for me, I basically do the same thing that I do at home when I go to new places. And I get to see things that I never would have seen on a tour or sitting in a hotel, you know, because I, when yeah. I travel now, I rent an apartment somewhere, which is way cheaper than a hotel. And then I start, mm-hmm. then I, you know, stop at every grandma's house that has a sign out that says that she's selling eggs or wine or whatever the heck, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, I start meeting the locals in all of these different places and connecting with, with their food traditions and learning like what real food was to the older generations there. So, yeah, there's a there's a ton of stuff that you will start to uh, as you go through this and as you carry this with you and all of this knowledge that you're now um you know implementing uh it's just going to change your world. It's it's going to give you a totally different It already is. So um thank you so much for for being on with us today Robin and Thank you for having me. Oh, I I am so excited for you and that's why I wanted to have you on the show uh you know as a reminder to people that this shit works man. You it know does. don't don't uh don't cut yourself short and you know make this life count. We all you know we've got all these beautiful memes and Wayne Dyer and all this stuff people love to quote all over the internet but so much of it relies on you feeling good and and you can't just mask that over. Um no, as I you as can't. as I think that you've learned, you know, through the surgery and the pills and, and all the other stuff that you've done. Uh, let's just start with just to back up to basics. Where were humans before all of these interventions? Let's mimic that. And then, you know, we still may need some intervention. Then we can start tweaking. Uh, but this right. is this is what I say is the basics for anyone who wants to improve their their um, their health status, uh, the way they feel, the way they look. 
again. Um, our our guest heretic today is uh, Robin Crowell. Uh, she is a success story who is uh, Frenching her food for <laughs> for lack of a, of a better uh, description. She's not exactly following that book, but it is many of the same the same principles that apply. Uh, and uh, thank you again, and good luck to you in the new year. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at NutritionHeretic.com where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at NutritionHeretic.com slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash NutritionHeretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks!